0: Morandaf in tests in the East Bays of the Maimur. It begins with a quote from the Gemara that says that even though Hashem would miraculously send a fire down from Shemayim to burn up the carbon it was still obligatory for the people to bring a carbon, a fire, to create a fire on their own. That is, to prepare themselves for this divine fire that would come down in Hashemayim. So, what's the lesson for us in the Vedas Hashem? Now, Hashem is referred to as the one who plants tzedakos and blossoms rescue. And we explain, based on what it says in Shir Hashirim, that my left hand is under my head, and with my right hand, he embraces me. And my, his right hand, he embraces me, is the idea of chesed, which is often compared to the right side, the right hand that draws close. All the sparks, all the neshamas of the Jewish people, which were absolutely one with Hashem, like the Pasikantilam describes them as Am kreivai. it's like they are embracing, like two people who hug each other so tightly that they cannot be separated. And down here as well, Hashem reveals his abundant love for us exclusively, that he will never, God forbid, be separated from us. However, in order for a person to merit this great love, the first has to be the left hand that is under my head, the left which pushes away, meaning. That pushes down the person, that is, when a person will take to heart and truly think about his distance from Hashem, God forbid that he is, but he is, and in such similar matters to the point that he draws down from this left side, as we know, not the left side of Hashem himself that pushes him away, God forbid, because God never pushes someone away, but one takes it upon himself. And this will manifest down here in the left hand that's under my head, meaning that when I take this idea and I place it under my head, that is, into the depth of my thoughts, that I myself have pushed myself away, or I've seen how I have pushed myself away, then, then I can go back to the strength that I had initially. Similar to what we find in Yom Kippur, that we have laid out the vidoy, where a person talks about his deviance from godliness. He thus recognizes his distance from Hashem, and he sees how distant he is from Hashem. And these are the matters that stimulate love and passion and desire to be close with Hashem. And this is what brings him to this level of closeness, that he should merit this abundant love that he experiences on Sukkot. This then is what is indicated by the phrase Zeyreya Tzedakos, he plants righteousness. The Knesset Yisrael, the Jewish people are referred to as tzedakah. It's a pasach in Yeshayah. but tzedakah, through tzedakah, they have been established. And the yiddin in general are filled with mitzvahs of tzedakah and chesed. And during the 10 days of Chuva, we plant those mitzvahs. Just like <clears throat> the literal illustration of a seed, that in order for it to be planted, the soil must first be tilled thoroughly. Whereas if you have rough, hard ground, you will not succeed with planting anything in it at all. Similarly, with all mitzvahs, tzedakah and chesed that the Jewish people do, and the Altarev uses an odd word here, umissagalin, that is, they collect up, like segula, these treasure chests throughout the year. This will not take, it will not plant, it will not blossom, it will not produce any fruit unless we have the proper avodah during the Aser Mechuva, where we break open our hearts by recognizing our distance like the dirt, and we turn it over and turn it over again, and we till this land that it becomes fertile. So too we see, literally in those who do tzedakah, that a person truly does tzedakah when he sees himself as like the dust. Whereas if a person is haughty, he will not give, he'll give a little bit of extra that he may have, but it won't reach down into his very identity. In order to do that, He has to break his own pursuit of uh, material indulgences that come out of the haughtiness and crassness of his body. And he has to consider himself as equal to the one who receives from him. Like the Gemara describes, why is this guy's blood any less red than yours? That he should need to eat like I need to eat. What's the difference? It's the same father. I feed myself, I feed him. And through this, he plants or implants the character of tzedakah. And in the days between Yom Kippur and Sukkot, it's the level of tzmicha, of blossoming. Till on the first day of Sukkot, we have such a blossoming in the characteristic of Avram, who is chesed, the right hand that draws close, and the virtue of Avram regarding whom he said, Avram himself said of himself, and I am as dust and ash. That is this level of uh, soil in which he is eligible to have seeds planted. And thus will be Matzmir Heshueis. He will blossom victory. Like it says, Heshia Yeminche will be rescued with his right hand. Heshiva choyamino Yemino will turn around the back to the right. That this level of Chesed that becomes invested even in the residual, the back, these, uh, 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 these shallow aspects that need to be rescued and returned to Kedusha. And then it says in the parentheses, this is the idea, that the right hand is invested even in the back, even in the least. That is when a person uh, sort of lowers himself and and degrades himself by loving Gashmias and pursuing material things and animalistic impulses. And he says that his left hand is is his right hand. He also, God forbid, gives nourishment to these distractions, and this is what it means, that the right hand turns to the left hand, like it's explained in other places, and the statement in the Zayar, that Hashem in Golis has been uh, dispatched above. Now this idea, the rescuer hand, like it says, He rescues my right hand and he answers me, like it's explained in other Maimarim, the Altar Rebbe quotes here as well. Now we understand the meaning of this phrase, He rescues with his right hand that this level of makif is brought down into cheson, to the right hand. From such a lofty level, there is no left side in such a detached level, less small of And through this, there is the response, that the right hand will embrace me. And that's what occurs in the sukkah, based on what it says in the chayim that the walls of the sukkah, which require two of them to be perfect, and the third to be even a tiny bit of tefa. Similarly, the three uh, uh, um, uh, sections of the right hand, this idea of the right hand that embraces, and the schach that goes on top is the protective shade that surrounds over this right hand. And this explains the idea of the revelation of godliness that is described as the right hand within the person. And again, the Altar Rebbe quotes other Maimarim to support this idea. We can also add, as we explained in a different mimer, entitled, and another one, that, uh, that we have the sukkah, in order for it to be a sukkah, it has to have shade. That's the uh, crucial point. This is the idea of the shade of the day. And also within ourselves personally, we have this idea that Torah gives us the strength that our right hand should have a love for Hashem. And again, the Alter Rebbe mentions other Maimarem that elaborate on this idea. And this is again the idea of Yemin HaShem Tira. Oyev, that all of our Tivas of the Yetzirah and the Nefeshah Bahamets should be subsumed in Tiratz. Tiratz is the term for Atzeres, because on Shmini Atzeres, when all the nations will know, we dispel all titles. And this is what it says, that it is a mitzvah, back to the original story, to bring minah hediyot. That is, that even though Hashem sent a divine flame to consume the sacrifices, that he was still obligated to bring minah hediyot. hediyot. means from the simple things, the physical things, milah that when a person takes to heart to be a person who does a self-analysis of everything of his ordinary stuff and all of his every thought and his word and his deed that is not directed towards Hashem, that he's had in his whole life, and how he is in fact so distant from Hashem, that it's disgusting, this level of the left hand, that is so degraded, it's so lowly in his own eyes, that he feels disgusted in his life, and he becomes very embittered about it, he cries out to Hashem, a cry out from the heart, and this bitterness that brings him to make a preparation to receive the divine fire, is the level of the love of Hashem and his Nebuchadnezzar that arouses and inflames his heart, as we said. Now, all of this is the flame that is brought on the Mizbeach. But then there's a whole other level that's even greater, and that's the level of water that is poured on the Mizbeach, specifically on Sukkot, that water quenches the thirst that we get from fire. Like we say in the book of Yahshua, Ho, all who are thirsty come to the water. And this is the level of water that has so many different stages within it. Like we say, you have seen to know that Hashem, your God, is in the heavens. There is no one besides Him. You see it literally, total bitul, uh, to this To this that we see. And this is the level of Mayim that cools off the fiery flame. That if there's a total bittu to Hashem, automatically and innately, it cools off the fiery flame that's within his heart and this thirst that is within him. For example, the love a father has for a child, that when he wishes to be close to him, and he's still somewhat different, the love becomes that much more that he cries out, Father, Father, which is not the case when he's right next to the father, that there it is racing within him. But it's not as obvious that it expressed outside of the father, and that's called the water, the calming, cooling waters that prevent or restrain this expression. It's hidden within the heart. And this is why the Shemona Esrei is done in silence. In the Pesuch de Zimra, where we are firing up our enthusiasm about Hashem, we are burning away any interest in anything outside of Hashem. It's as if we're still distant from the king. Whereas when we are in Shemun Asra, it's as if we're standing before the king. We say, Baruch Ata, right to you. This connection that draws down the singularity of Hashem that should produce this total Bital. And the moidim is a total Bital. And the bowing and the kneeling, all of this is done in silence. In order for it to be rooted in the heart and not dissipate, a person has to strategize to retain that feeling. Because as we see, quite simply, that when the davening is over, we go back to where we were. How do we avoid this? It's to then turn from our davening to engage in Torah, specifically in halacha. Even though it winds up talking about very material things, the laws of agriculture, the holidays, and so on, the mishnahs, this is the ultimate mechanism through which we become one with Hashem. And a person has to subsume himself within Hashem. He has to be readied for this singularity of God to come within him, to be Mavatil himself, to put himself aside from all his other pursuits. And this level is the involvement in Torah, just like uh, we have this experience involved in Torah, just like when we're davening. And a person can have a residue of this bitl that he experienced during the Shemana Esrei imprinted like pegs that will never be dislodged for all his days in his Torah study. And this is what we mean when we say that on the eighth day, Shemunah it should be for you. It should be for you an opportunity to fix within your identity all that you have accomplished so that it will not, God forbid, dissipate, so that a person will not regress after his spiritual davening experience. And this is through that eighth day, this level of bina liba, that is that there should be a total bittu that reaches down to the very essence of his heart. And this is the revelation of atik through bina in the world where that is my absolute desire, pleasure, but not indulgent pleasure, but truly who I am, that through this, that we'll have the atzerosh, we'll grasp it, and we will make it uh, reside within our hearts, this love, that is an absolute all-consuming love, like the child who longs to be with his father. And this is what the Pusik means when it says, you will draw water with joy, mimai manne, mimai, mimai ha- from the wellsprings of rescue, that the water has to be from the wellsprings. That ha- this is that it says the source of living water, just like the source that is under the ground. It's not evident. You just see what pours out, Whereas the source itself is deep, it's so deep that you cannot find. It. Similarly, with a person, to, with their de sata, they have to dig deep within themselves and discover that which flows forth from this deep source that is under the earth, that it should be that my soul should be like dust to all. And to be even deeper in my seichal, my engagement in Torah and its laws, the Ilah, the first and foremost from this source of living waters of the highest level and down here, that it should manifest into the earth, this gashmius, these seeds, these rules of law, of seasons, and so on. And from there, it will flow out the um, wellsprings of rescue. And this is why it uses the plural of, of wellsprings. It's two levels. The level, like we find that my soul should be as dust to wall. And in Torah, it should be invested within even the dust, even the ordinary. And this is the after through the Mayim chayim, the life-giving waters. For the waters that were on the earth are not called the Mayim Chaim, only the waters that come from under the earth. Like we explained, there were two kinds of Afar. There's the level where we request that our soul should be as dust to wall. Like it says in the Zohar, what is the difference between Afar and Avak? Afar is what's kicked up, and therefore it is able to uh, uh, contain within it and nourish within it the, the living waters, which is this deep level of love, this level of water, this level of betul. Then there's another type of offer This that's explained on the Pasik when it says, who can count Yaakov? He is like the dust of the earth. That This is a uh, reference to the engagement of Torah, which is called the dust, meaning it's not something that can be counted. Uh, you could go back and forth, but you'll never get the number. And again, the Alter Rebbe points to other Maimarim to support this idea. And the Pardes, when it talks about er, er, Eretz al yaina as being Bina, it also talks about this idea of Afar. And it calls Afar, like it says, that it will dispatch the darkness, because Keser, which is the source of Chachma, is drawn down through to, to the lowest levels, through the level of Malchus of ensoyf, like it says, who can count the dust of, jo- of Jacob, of Yaakov? And this is the idea of the two levels of Chachma, of Beresh, and chachum B'Sayf, that are drawn down in these two levels of Afar. Like we say, my soul should be Kaofal Libi Sacha. That's the cause and effect that the beginning was wedged in the end. Like, that through my soul being like dust, I am open to Torah. And again, the Altareba points to other maimarim that support this idea.